Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 112 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw, the Around the League Edition. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. Our powers combined, we are your HBC homeboys. Like he said earlier, this is episode 112. Where the players dwell. What you talking about, you though? Already what you know talking it. about? Yeah, you got to be. I will say you got to be from the city to know about it, but I mean, that's worldwide, but it's definitely in Atlanta, dog. I am not. From, from, the, state, not from, the, from state, the state, from the state, from the state, from the state, from the state. My bad, my bad. My bad. From, from the state. Yeah, you sound like that. <laughs> I, did I tell you about that story at Hampton when I first got to Hampton? Uh, uh, a girl from Augusta, a woman, I'm sorry, a woman from Augusta was our big sister. And uh, we were all introducing each other. And I said, hey, uh, she, she's like, I'm from Georgia. I said, what part of Atlanta are you from? She said, not everybody is from Atlanta. That's from Georgia. You're exactly right. You're exactly <laughs> right. Not, not the she, same. And, she, she, and then she got disrespectful. I had to disrespect her. So I didn't disrespect her. I just oh, she, oh. she said a joke to me and I said a joke back. And it hey, was, Augusta it was, don't play that, bro. We do not play that. We are our own self-contained city we are not atlanta never claimed to be just different respect but it's different the jokes i i mean again you're my you're my co-host and my friend so i won't say what jokes i said but the jo- <laughs> she oh, went in on me know. and i went in on her you shoot out now <laughs> i face trap but y'all uh, <laughs> but y'all know the hbcu news around the culture is our first segment of our around the league edition uh, we always talk about news going on around HBCU sports. Uh, of course, this is HB. It is what seven weeks, seven weeks for HBCU football. I believe. I can't wait. This is Prairie View versus Alcorn. Shut your mouth, son. That is what I can't wait to see that again. Uh, HBCU construction. <laughs> that's not safe. That is not that. That looks like concussion protocol one, two, and three. It looks like you need a whole new shoulder. Um, yeah, and we talked one more time. Let's just, no, no, go oh, ahead. I just closed time. it. I just closed it. I, oh, it, but anyway, um, we'll post it. We'll post it. <laughs> but um, 
we talked about earlier, a uh, couple episodes ago, some of the bigger games in the SWAC, uh, you know, a major college, major black college football, or we have tiers too. So there's SWAC, MEAC, then there's the second tier. When I say second tier, Division Two, Division Three, uh, which would be SIAC, uh, CIAA, uh, your independents, all of those places. So in the SWAC, the big non-conference games this year, uh, Hampton and Grambling play in New York. Well, New Jersey, but you know what I mean. New, and play uh, in the New York organization's stadium. Might have to make, I keep saying, every game I say I might have to make. I'm I'm be all over the country uh, for football season. Oh, there's a lot of people that, that Hampton game, they are not playing. Uh, and Grambling travels very well. And there, are core, there, there is a coordinated event from the Hamptonians to be in New York. And, you know, that's tri-state area, so. You got a bunch of people up there. So. Already, already. Central State uh, versus Valley in Chicago. That's a big game for the Midwest. Uh, Alcorn plays Stephen F. Austin. That's a big game. Miles and Alabama. Huh? What? That ain't, that ain't, well, Stephen F. Austin ain't a HBCU, but that's very interesting. And no, I, no, no. This I'm is really... inter, this is uh, games outside of, this is intercollegiate games. But yeah, you're right. Stephen F. Austin isn't. I don't think Valley is either. Um, Miles versus Valley State. Nope, uh, I don't think so. Miles versus Alabama State is actually going to be a big game. We talked about Tuskegee playing Alabama A and M this year, so all of the Alabama HBCUs, I believe, are playing each other in terms of the major, the three major, four major HBCUs uh, in terms of sports are playing each other. Um, FAMU is playing South Florida. And Jackson State is playing South Carolina State in Atlanta. Definitely going to that game. Um, so these are some great games that I am looking forward to on top of the SWAT games that will be happening as well. Yes, and these are HBCUs who are either playing against teams they regularly don't play against or these HBCUs playing against other teams. This is an excellent opportunity for, once again, all of these schools, specifically FAMU, and Alcorn to get some good tape against people who people believe to be, I put good in parentheses. I had a discussion about HBCU football versus everybody else. And I, I think that there's some misleading facts out there with that. I Definitely that. is, man. Speaking of FAMU, though, unfortunately, um, FAMU, they are participating in the Peach Blossom Classic, which this year will be September 3rd at 3 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, but it has been said that they are not going, they have rejected, uh, the FAMU athletic director has rejected the Orange Blossom Classic Renewal contract ending long-standing partnership. If you remember, last year they tried to pull out of the game and then they kind of, I don't want to say they got publicly, or was it Jackson State that tried to pull out last year? Jackson State. So both teams in consecutive years have tried to pull out of the, 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 uh, <laughs> not a large supplement. <laughs> that joke Oh, I just threw it off the backboard for you. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure right, you could probably throw it off the backboard. Uh-huh. <laughs> threw it off the backboard. Uh, all right, we're going to stop. We're not, we're not going to go down this whole park. <laughs> if I got a joke, I'm gonna get this joke off. Everybody else didn't got off, so. Uh, but anyway, 
So it seems like the Orange Blossom Classic, which was a huge game in the 70s, the 60s and 70s, then went away in the 80s and came back in the 2000s, um, came back like two, three years ago, is now going to be over with and it will not happen again with Jackson State and FAMU that they play in Miami. We have to find a, a we have to refocus this. We can't. The thing was gone for 43 years. And I think that right now, if you look at the HBCU college football landscape, FAMU and Jackson State are two excellent teams that they need to play each other to justify kind of their own season. They do. Play so I. But what I'm saying is like this, this classic, I think it needs to stay. I don't I don't know what. I don't know why. This one and was it the Magic City Classic or I can't remember the other one that they they kind of are in the process of. So this the reason that was given by the AD is that they are trying to schedule other games and is not fair to their alumni who can't attend the games in Miami. Um, I kind of understand because you're going to play Jackson State anyway and it's going to be a sellout game anyway. That game is always going to sell out because of the bands. FAMU, Jackson State, Jackson You're State, right. Southern. So you say just do it at home. They're going to do it. It's kind of like with the Georgia-Florida rivalry. Everybody likes playing in Jacksonville, but both schools have been on record saying, hey, we could do a home-and-home like Alabama-LSU and get all the money versus having to pay Jacksonville. And we don't get – because I don't think they get a cut of, like, everything in Jacksonville. They just get tickets – uh, and merch. Oh yeah, they're but, definitely but not like getting the, food and bath and all of that. Yeah, they're right. not getting that. So like, if if FAMU and Jackson State seem to me, I think to me, this is my opinion. I think that's the underlying issue is that why are we paying to play a game that we could play at home? We could bring recruits in mm-hmm. and we make could all get all the money. Mo- and make all the money. Why would we? Why would we paying to go somewhere else? It's valid. That's valid. That ESPN ain't gonna cover it anyway. Circul- yeah, circulating <laughs> the black dollar. We can't hate that. All right, approved. Yeah, so I, I get it now. Um, and then finally, we talked about uh, black college baseball the last couple of weeks with the King Griffey Jr. organized HBCU Classic Showcase during Swing the All-Star Game. Swingman Classic. Please go back and read about that. Um, Delaware State slugger Trey Page has broken into professional baseball by being he was drafted in the past Major League Baseball draft. So shout out to Trey Page. Yes, and and thank the the St. Louis Cardinals for taking a shot on a HBCU prospect. And, and, you know, this is a guy who we will continue to follow and support going forward. Definitely, man, definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our HBCU news around the culture. We talked about baseball. We talked about upcoming football. Uh, Shout out to, I believe it was the CIAA that had a coaches conference where all the women, women's basketball coaches showed up at the end of last month. We uh, just wanted to cover that as well. Uh, We talked about the football coaches and basketball coaches that did that in June for the MEAC and SWAC as well. It's called the Coaching Showcase. Uh, So shout out to all of them as well. We'll be right back. We're going to take a two minute break. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're going to be back with our basketball segment. We got to. Talk about some rule changes. Uh, I really want to talk about more about Ice Cube and then Summer League. 
And we got some free agency news as well. Y'all stay tuned. We will and be wait, wait, wait. Before we get out of here, please go ahead and put in your time for homecoming season, aka Black Culture Awareness Month. It is on the way. It is on the horizon. It's around take the corner. October off. Just take October off. Take it off. Listen, you can miss out on the September 30th, September 27th homecomings and the November 3rd, 7th, 10th homecoming. You missed them. But October? You got to take the whole month off. Just take the whole every Black Friday off. Month. Remember that. Black Culture Awareness Month. Copyright trademark by the Splash Cast. Merch coming soon. Merch coming minute. soon. You missing the bottle of steroids to the left. Uh, we'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. And Vitaligo. <laughs> the soap. The special soap. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our basketball segment of episode 112 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League Edition, Monday Night Raw. We appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. We got some things we're going to talk about today. I was told to keep it down because my daughter is asleep. So I will. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Pops. I know you and you know, <laughs> Uncle Norwood up there trying to build a media company and, and grow this podcast, but it's time for me to get my beauty rest. And it's in your best interest to shut what we call up around here if you want yeah. peace. She is teething, bro. And that is a something that I was not prepared for. That mug has woken up every night since the doctor. I blamed the doctor. I sent the doctor a thank you note that said, thank you for jinxing me. Because they said, the doctor said, oh, her gums are swollen. That means teeth are about to come. You're probably not going to get a lot of sleep for the first couple of days. She starts teething. And that night, she slept three hours. I was like, Doc, I hate That means I slept too. I was like, Doc, I hate you. But it's the truth. Anyway, basketball, let's get to it. So, Norwood, tell me about this photo right here, bro. Oh, so this is Bria Hartley. She is a Minnesota Lynx player. Uh, and she finds it extremely funny that her son calls the NBA team, you may know them as the Minnesota Timberwolves, the boys' links. And I think that they are the boys' links because I was wondering why this was in there. It's definitely a shot. I knew it was a shot coming. I just. <laughs> what? Bow, 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 bow. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm Neo in the Matrix right now. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because it's a callback to call Anthony Downs and that damn foolishness he talked about where he said <laughs> he's saving his finger for a ring. Boy, you are not even the premier event in your city or your arena. You are the B team. The ladies are the A team. And y'all spent a bunch of money to be mediocre at best. And then this year you like, oh, yeah, we got it. <laughs> you crazy as hell. No Body you, trust uh we're back shout out to aj uh i don't know what happened uh the rule changes in the league so we picked right back up where the rule changes are what's up aj uh the nba rule changes for 2023 2024 are flops will result in a tech plus a free throw um coaches will be given set a second challenge if the first is successful one of these is common sense one of these is going to make the game awful. Flop. What is a flop? That's why it's going to be awful. I, I, it's going to be subjective. How do you define a flop? 
And and the counter of that is if flopping will result in technicals, then if I'm any large NBA player, mostly Joel Embiid or Giannis or Joker, who, you know, we see scratched up in red after every game, call every one of these teams. Call all of them. Call every one, without a doubt. And if you're not, I have a problem. I don't – I so what I've noticed about Adam Silver, all of his – a lot of his rules, a lot of his changes are a result, a direct result of consumer, consumer uh, complaints. So one thing that everybody's been talking about is the flopping in the game and how the game, we talk about it all the time. We, we try to figure out when flopping started, call it the soccer play, how international players brought in flopping and all of that stuff, Lottie Divac, all of them started it. So this is a way for them to try to get flopping out of the game. But Adam Silver, you you got to look through it. Think about it. Look through it of a lens of a certain demographic of people that don't really trust others in charge. So you're putting the power, the subjective power in referees hands. We just we've had multiple in the referee being um, investigated now because of his love for the Celtics and all of that stuff. And saying that his calls were... Uh, oh, no, that's to do with the burner account. Yeah, with the burner account. So, you're, you you don't really have the greatest standing with referees. People don't forget stuff that you do bad. I mean, there's one ref, I think he just got out of jail for... He was he was fixing games. So, so there's, there's... I don't know how you're going to be able to enforce the flop with a tech... Because every game you're going to have to play differently because it's not going to be a universal rule. So my thing is, and what they've always said is that they want the game to be played, not manipulated. And at one point, it was definitely being manipulated. The two largest culprits, James Harden and Trey Young, they would they had mastered the rule book. Mm-hmm. And I get what I, I get the the spirit of this rule. But flopping is such a subjective term. Is a flop I, I was completely missed and I just fell down? Or is a flop where a guy kind of hit me, but I leaned into it? Because if a guy kind of hit me, but I leaned into it, I'm just pronouncing the foul that you missed. That's not To me, that's not a flop. Dennis Schroeder said it the best, all, though. You fall down. That, as long as it's consistent. But Dennis Schroeder said it best, like, the reason soccer players play the way they do, the reason basketball players flop the way they do, like Schroeder, is because it forces the referee to make the call. That if it's illegal touching and you flop, that's an illegal touch. That is considered a foul. Now, when you add in this flopping rule, even though it's cons- if it's a foul and you flop, does that now negate the fact that you flopped because the foul has precedence? Or is it a foul and a tech? Or, like, how does this work? That, to me, you can't qualify it a flop if you call it a foul. And, uh, like, to me, it, it it's, this is easier for little people than it is for big people. Because a lot of what we consider flops are just little guys getting hit by bigger guys and leaning into it. That's mm-hmm. a lot of it. Versus a bigger guy who just can't lean. Like, if Trey Young comes, he can't flatten a guy on a screen. He ain't going to just run you over. 
But that doesn't mean that you didn't get fouled because he was moving. So for or me, I if just, you I, if you try to set a screen and you're Trey Young, and the guy doesn't see you and Trey falls back, is that a flop? Like I mean, what is the difference between flopping and embellishing? I guess is the real question. That it that that is it that is it it and and that's all subjective to me. I don't think that this will last long, and I think it's more of a waste because you're not even it's it's one of those team texts like three in the key or something. It's not mm-hmm. a, a technical foul issue to a player. I think that if you're going to issue a technical foul to a player, then you might have a little bit more traction because at least that player is like, well, I can't do this again because if I get the second one, I'm out of here. Uh, but just racking up. Flop text is trash. It's it. I think this will be a one and done rule, but I do think that it's excellent. You know, we talked about the trash of the flop rule. That second challenge is fundamental. I don't even know how they made that rule in the beginning. Where if the referee made a mistake and I pointed it out, I shouldn't be penalized for that. I don't. I could not. I could never understand that. That to me was mind boggling. I'm glad they fixed that. I didn't. I Who didn't knows? understand why that was. I dumb me. I thought that was the rule from the jump. When I watched the game and he won sense. the tech, I was like, oh, so then, I, and, I mean, you won the challenge? I was like, oh, why aren't they challenging this game? Why aren't they challenging this? And, that, and, and then they said, no, nah, even if you win, you only get one challenge. Well, that doesn't really change loss. the game. That doesn't change the game at all. Because now I have to let every play go that I think is wrong. Out. And then I got to basically, I can only challenge in the last two, two minutes of the game because that's when it matters. And that, I hate to say you it, can't but, do that. Yeah, you're right. That that has that issue that basically got rid of the origin. I mean, the first three quarters of the game on a challenge. So I have to really have a valuable possession for me to challenge this for the first three and a half quarters of the game. Because when the rubber, when it, when the game is really on the line, I need to have my challenge. Now I think you're gonna see way more challenges in the first half, especially if they know they got it. Cause I'm gonna get it back. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. I, it, this is common sense. Like I said, it's one rule is common sense. One, I think, is not gonna make it. Is not gonna make. It's not. It's it's gonna make the game worse. Let's talk about. Let's jump right back to Ice Cube, man. Ice Cube told y'all, I'm about to go on a press run. I'm about to put pressure on um, the NBA for the big three. You about to say something? I wait. So let's give Ice Cube a listen. Big three is no way competing. can compete with the NBA. Adam Silver and Mark Tatum, they can really wave it. Now, NBA owners can invest in pickleball, the TBT League, which is the basketball league, slam ball, which is coming back. But, you know, what makes the big three so special at the end of the day? You know, we're being basically uh, looked at unfairly by those two or the, the top brass at the NBA as a competitive league, and we're not. What owners are you selling them to? Are you selling to NBA owners? Several big-name owners have showed interest, but because of the bylaw that says they can't invest in a competing league, anybody can see that they... So, he's correct. The NBA bylaw says you cannot invest in a competing league. Um, He's definitely being... To me, he's definitely being blackballed. Um, I had a couple other points. Uh, I'll let you jump in while I think about it. Yeah, so for me, 
when he had the first it uh i think it was an instagram post it really didn't give me enough to understand he was he was very um he just didn't give you enough information for you to understand what he was going through it was mm-hmm. like hey the powers that be are working against me and that's very ambiguous you know ice cube is a guy who's very for the majority of his <laughs> career very direct <laughs> i mean you, you heard about the the song about the police um or and no Vaseline. That, <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. But he's always very direct in what he's saying. And this was very ambiguous. I thank him for putting context around exactly where he was running into the issue. And I can understand and support this now. You're right. The big three in no way, shape or form is competing with the NBA. Nobody's going to retire all. from the big three to go. Pl- I mean, from the NBA to go play in the big three. Nobody's I gonna dare do that. say that. Ice Cube would love to just be a complimentary league to the NBA. How, how can I help your product be better? What can I do for you? Well, he said that. And I, I think, s- s- oh, go ahead. He's only had one player who was in the big three to go back to the NBA. And I mean, ISO Joe was ISO Joe, but he got back to the NBA and he's a big three player. Let's, because let's of the, also because through. of the big three. Like, and Absolutely. what I don't understand is. And nobody's talking about it. He didn't say it here, but he actually released an article as well. He's been on other podcasts. They offered the NBA 10% free of charge. When they first came out, we said, we will give you 10% ownership. We just need y'all to help back us. That's, that's more than you make trying to back any other black owned business out there. And they said, no. I could probably understand them not wanting to do that because at that point, then you're then you're required to help them. And I could understand how I want proof of concept before I just get into signing up for this league. Now, I do understand the Ice Cube is reputable. He runs many uh, different types of businesses, all successful. But the big three was a big undertaking on day one. I think that it's still a a big fight now. I think that he's shown proof of concept and I think he's mastered it uh, a lot more. He's he seen say? the girls try to pick theirs. They but, have 100,000 more viewers than one of those big events. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I mean, it, it's just there now. And I hope to see one of, the, like I told you last week, I would love to see Carmelo play in the big three. I would like to see a true, like, first Ballot Hall of Famer, NBA killer just go to the big three and immediately certify this league as no, this is, you know, this is not competing, but this is the new way for all the guys who are done playing basketball to continue to entertain. This is this this is why the NBA missed the boat. This is the senior PGA tour. You have a chance to create the senior NBA tour. Literally, you have the big three that travels around. They're not the Harlem Globetrotters. They're actually playing like against other teams. You saw Nate Robinson and uh dude from UNC get into it. Uh you there's there's theatrics. It it has everything there. This is your senior pro am. And you missed the boat because you're trying to freeze out thinking that you're going to lose an audience, which is just insane to me. I can see I if LeBron left, but I mean, that's, I don't, that's I don't hate. I, I don't hate the skepticism, but now you're past that point. You you see it. It's there. 
And there has to be a point. You're you're exactly right. Lou Williams, take your ass to the big three. Coach Rondo, you know how long you're supposed to be been in the big three? All of these guys are the guys who you should be trying to filter. You should be directing these guys into the big three because they're still NBA players first. That brand always is going to take the primary position. They're going to say, greatest six-man of NBA history, Lou Williams. Uh, future Hall of NBA Hall of Famer. Four-time gold medalist or three-time gold medalist, whatever. Well, four. Exactly. You have a lull, a money-making lull from July 17th july 18th until october you also have a lull from july to september which is just baseball so you have a chance to then plug in the big three your senior pro tour for july and august you get out the way for september and october for baseball and football then you start basketball at the end of october you you have a chance to be 10 months out of 12 months revenue making i'm gonna tell you my ambitious but perfect world every nba franchise has the nba team WNBA team g league team big three team that is ideal and that allows high tide raises all ships and i think that's a better product across the board for everybody and basketball that might be a way for you to run football out of there if you could just inundate the world with basketball and say hey what type of if you old this old man basketball you're young this young man's basketball you like you're a pro fan pro women and put it together you're never gonna run football out of there though football on sunday you'll never run football out of there ever ever ever, we will own we'll own the rest of this and they own saturday if you really want to talk about it College football and football on Saturday and Sunday <laughs> from October to February. <laughs> so, you know, but, but what I'm you saying could ta- you could take Monday through Friday. You can position you can position your sport, which is kind of turning the corner because safety and all these other variations. I mean, variables that you could do something good for yourself. Mm-hmm. You definitely could. You definitely could. So, hey, man, we're always going to support the black owned business. We always gonna support the homie Ice Cube. Uh, we think it'll get it done. And NBA, man, don't be stupid. You're leaving money on the table. You're leaving representation and, on the table. Put your money where your mouth and is. And thank you for expounding. And once again, thank you for expounding on the platform of another black person so that, you know, we can we can get the message out how we would like to. Shout out to Carrie uh, Champion. Without being, yeah, without being misconstrued and we feel comfortable in a place to truly speak how we would like to. 100%, 100%. All right, let's get to let's get to some of this free agency talk. Let's get to some of this free agency talk. Uh your man Trowell Embiid uh did an interview. He's done a couple interviews. First he talked about James Harden wishing that he would come back knowing James ain't coming back. Uh and then now he says he just wants to win a championship whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. And you knew by saying this, that everybody's antennas raised. Like, what the hell? What you mean? <laughs> so immediately trade scenarios came out. They said the Knicks got all 
everything to sign him. Um, which, uh, the Knicks, uh, Brooklyn, um, who he could team up with to go play. Uh, Dallas was a team that came up. Um, <laughs> but of course, he then doubled back and says, What's my middle name? Troel. I think there was where there's smoke, there's fire, though. I agree 100%. LBVS, laughing but very serious. Do I think mm-hmm. that this is 95% a joke? Yes, but timing is everything. Um, one thing that we're going to talk about here now is James Harden and Daryl Morey. They, uh, their relationship seems that it has been severed. Uh, everything that you know has come out recently, and, and I kind of told you guys this last week because I, I had heard a couple things that he was upset about not getting paid. Well, we all have life, and life comes at us fast from time to time. But we know that in the moment where things are difficult, this is not the time to be playing. And Joel is playing right now. And I think that he can get it off as a joke because it seems funny. But I think that if I'm Daryl Morey, I need to have in the back of my head that you know my house is on fire right now. I have no way to move James Harden. He's pissed at me, and he he only wants to go to the Clippers. And this is the time that you play. You cannot play right now. And I think that if he's playing right now, he is at least putting it out there into the atmosphere that I could be next. And Philly, you got a problem. I think Joel. You know it or not, you got a problem. I think Joel's personality makes this more funny and, and trolling than anything. But let's be clear. This is definitely a Kobe Bryant move. Kobe Bryant said, y'all need to get me somebody or you can trade me. Kobe Bryant is just super serious. Kobe Bryant didn't troll. He wasn't on social media they like that. He, he, yeah, he was very serious. Joel Embiid, make no mistake about it. This is a warning. Whether you want to say he's trolling, whether you, this is a warning. Hey, I'm 29 or 28, however old he is. My contract really ain't, I mean, I signed an extension, what, two, three years ago? Two years ago. I only got two more years left before I could opt out. Y'all better make something shake soon or I'm out of here. And because the NBA is a player's league, even though the collective bargaining agreement kind of took some of that away from them and the owners are trying to put their foot feet foot down when it comes to forcing their way out. If he decides he wants to go, he's going to go. As you just said, James Harden and Daryl Morey were like homies. And now him and James Harden and Morey are now essentially done. Because of what you said, uh, that you're gonna, I'm gonna take a pay cut this year, but you got to pay me next year. And then Maury said, "Nah, well, James is gonna force his way out." And, and at the end of the day, that's what Joel's gonna do. And if that happens, Daryl Maury, you sir will be out of a job. <laughs> yeah, because you remember you already did that thing with the Rockets, and now they did not <laughs> like that. But you got on. Got on to a different place, but and and I just want to keep this in the back of your mind. That boy said that you just thing. saw James Harden and you just saw Joel Embiid together at that Mike Rubin party, and they looked like they were having the time of their life. Mm-hmm. And you can say that this is just business, but they are friends. It is very clear that they are friends. And if you have a friend who you work with, y'all are going to have a conversation. And I don't. And know. the whole I'm team knows. The, you yeah. ain't got to be friend. The I'm, whole team knows if you said you're going to pay me and you don't, I'm telling every I, I everybody in Philly know. They got a group chat. 
Some people might yeah. not be in it, but it's a group chat and, with somebody. And, and you know that number one, Embiid has already kind of put out there this, and then you know Maxi got to be looking at him like, "Y'all got to pay me pay soon." <laughs> I ain't got paid yet. Oh, and they def- and they came out and said we will not be discussing an extension with Maxi in the off season. End of the season. Mm. I ain't got paid yet. <laughs> and one thing that we know black people do not do is work when they ain't got paid yet. We did that for too long. We don't do it no more. It's a it's a part of our history that we <laughs> you get fool fool me once. <laughs> Can't be fooled again. Burn so this yeah, mug I, down, I just dog. think that and and then the other part is you got Tobias over there getting rich, fat and rich, doing being regular. So yeah, all of that together is going to <laughs> going to make what? it very difficult. Tobias ain't did you nothing, got, dog. Y'all gonna call him a crumble cookie? Y'all gonna call him fat and rich? It does not matter. <laughs> you are just here, and your money is causing problems to the rest of this team. Harsh reality, it is what it is. But when it really comes down to it, they have a difficult situation to navigate for the next, I would say, twelve months. The only thing that I yeah twelve and, and it's July. They have a difficult right. situation until October. They got to make something shake by the trade deadline. And you like you said, you can't, you, you can't. You can't. You, you bringing Paul Pierce back? I'm. I mean, you're not Paul Pierce. Paul George. Um, yeah, it'd be Paul, Paul George. George. I, no, no, they will give I'm, them everybody else. <laughs> I didn't say who. I just said everybody else. It's a reason I said everybody else. <laughs> Boy, if you a. Hey. These people don't even eat leftovers. You think you finna play with them? <laughs> <laughs> you crazy as hell, man. Don't send but, me none of them. All right, man. We gonna we gonna it's it's the summer, so we're gonna bring back up a debate. Uh Trey Young says it's not that far off. We kind of do the same things while he was on Dre, Draymond Green's podcast. Let's take a listen. Oh, this video has no sound. So basically, if you take a step back, you're very close in points. I think you're probably leading assists. He said, yeah, I lead in assists. Uh, but the narrative out there isn't the same. And he says, talk to me about that. He said, I don't stress over it no more. Basically, Trey Young is saying that we're not that far off. We do kind of the same things. And as you guys know, for the listeners out there, I have said this multiple times. They have had very similar careers as going forward. So, I mean, at, to this point, but hey, man, it is what it is. As you can see by his posture, he's now y'all know where Ludacris or I should say Norwood stands on with, with Trey Young. So <laughs> Just let me let me let me know when I, when it's my turn. Go ahead. Go ahead. So. Mm-hmm. Trey. What? Where? This is frustrating because this makes no sense to me. Why? It makes it, it legitimately makes no sense. Why? Trey. Uh, similar, yes. You guys have the same job. You work for the same company. You score a lot of points. He scores a lot of points. He's the assist leader on his team. You're the assist leader on your team. The difference is this may average damn near 10 rebounds a game. He's a forward. He's he a point is, forward. I don't Six care nine. what position he plays. He leads his team in rebounds. You don't. He is a four-time All-Star. Four-time 
All-NBA first team. He's the rookie of the year, the same rookie year you had. Mm-hmm. He's all-rookie first team, and he's a EuroLeague champion. Uh, you throw that EuroLeague shit out there. <laughs> what Trey won at Oklahoma? Throw that Euro, he played EuroLeague for like eight years, for seven years. What, five, seven years? What you talking about? Get out of here. Throw that was shit the out MVP. Of throw that shit out of there. Throw that shit out of there. Throw that shit out of there. Okay. Throw it out. Okay, <laughs> let's just go there. Trey is a fringe all-star at best. He did not make the all-star team this year. Luca has made the all-star team four times. One, two, three, four. Trey has made the all-star team one time. Just so y'all can see that. These are different. He leads his team in three statistical categories. You lead your team in two statistical categories. Lucas' team is nowhere near as good as the team that Atlanta has put around you. Let's be very clear about that. So when you say these things, you are similar. Correct. Not far off. You far off as hell. Luca will be... An MVP candidate next year. Trey will not be an MVP candidate next year. Luca is a lock to be an all-star. Trey, we got to see how the season plays out. So when it comes to production, when it comes to results, they're very similar. The only thing that Luca has more statistically than Trey is rebounds. Trey has more assists, just as many points. And he has better field goal percentage. They very they are very similar. The results are very similar. They've both been to the conference finals when technically they really shouldn't have been. Nobody really believed that they were going to get there when they did. There. They've both been to the conference finals. They both have been to the all-star game, all-star team. They both four all-stars to one all-star. They've both been to the all-star game. They've both been uh, – Luke has been first-team – I'll give you a first-team All-NBA. Trey has been, I think, second-team uh, once or twice. Hey. So – You got the same amount of All-Star games as Kyle Corver, my boy. Hate to, hate to keep it real with you. But four on, All-Star man. games and one All-Star game is not the same. Who's the starting point guards in the West? Bruh. No, no, no. If you want to have it, say it. Who's the starting point guards in the West? SGA, Russell Westbrook, not all Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard. Um, I gotta look. I gotta think. Uh, exactly, Jamal Murray. He just arrived this year. Jamal Murray was hurt for the past two years. He got the same amount of All Star games as Trey Young this year, right? Up. This year, right? Yeah. One. Go ahead. Keep going. So you've named. Oh, um, no. I mean, that take <laughs> I was going to say LeBron, but I mean, I guess he's a. He doesn't go in as a point guard. But it is very clear to see if you watch basketball, Luka is the MVP candidate. Trey Young is a fringe all star. I'll give you that. I mean, Trey, he's definitely an MVP candidate because he's bigger than Trey. He's 6'9 and gets they don't they gets rebounds. But also, Luca wouldn't average that many rebounds if he had a rebounder. They don't, he doesn't have a rebounder. So Luca is Mr. Dud. Luca is Mr. Do Everything, right? Can I ask you a question? 
If I Trey guess, did not I, have a rebound, do you think that he would get seven, eight rebounds a game? I think he would probably get like four versus the two that he averaged. I think he would get four or five if you don't have a rebounder. I don't think he would get nine like Luca. Luca's six nine. I mean, you, you can't can't do it. It's not gonna happen. I don't I don't penalize Trey for the rebounds. You six nine. It is what you're it is. right, but you just can't say that we're not far off, and this guy can lead the team. You can't say they're not far, man. Okay, the pro- the production, the production, and the results have been similar. I think Trey led the league in in, in total points and assists the last two years. No, James Harden. No, he me. did in total points and total assists. It was Trey Young the past two years. If you're telling me that. Leading the Dallas Mavericks in rebounds is just a throw-in. Then sure, we all kind of the same. Hell, I didn't say it was a throw-in. I said I don't penalize Trey for not getting that many rebounds. So, okay, when it really comes down to it, is Trey an MVP candidate right now? He won't be. He won't be. He can't. Not at point guard. Not because he can't. Luca had the the rebounds put Luca in the MVP candidate because it makes him get close to a triple double. Trey will never get close to a triple double because he can't get ten rebounds. So th- now that he has, because he has Rayshon Holmes, he has Derek Lively. I assume that Luca does. He should not rebound as well as he should at this point, right? <laughs> you I'm sure he he shouldn't. If he continues, then what do you say? They continues that they need to invest in rebounding. Your point guard shouldn't be leading you in rebounding. That's what I would say. Okay. Well, yeah. If tra- if you want to believe that Trey and Luke are not far off, you're more than welcome to believe. So, that. so I, I I would tell you I know it is it is one specific subset of people who surely don't believe that the people who are in the front office for the Atlanta Hawks because it ain't no way in hell. At this point in their career, seeing what they've seen so far, they would still make that trade. And if they would, then we need to just move our team back to – This is postseason. I'm about to say, this can't be regular season. It's got it because they ain't make the postseason. No. It's not even close to me. I I don't think that – I I think that out of all (laughs) teams, if you said take Luka or take Trey, I think they're all taking Luka. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that Luka isn't better than Trey. But if you're, you're saying that it's not even it. you're saying it's not even close. And I'm like, you're wild no. for that. You're wild. You're if, wild. If if 100 percent of the teams will take this guy and not take the other guy, then, yeah, I don't think it's very close. to me. Not one team will say I won't trade. Over Luca. No. no, 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 no. You you can't. Yeah, Luca's six, nine. You can't take six feet over six, nine. You can't. Hey, have you seen that picture where they traded and did that in real life? Yeah, I'm talking about now. Favorite. We're talking about right now. You said now, right? Okay, then. Nobody's yeah, going to take that. For me. For me. Anybody. You wouldn't trade um, John Morant for Luka. Like, you're not going to trade anybody for Luka unless his name is Giannis. That's the only person you would trade for Luka. That's that I can okay, see. That, that, but that shows that no, he is. He's not. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> The value that, for me ain't there. It, it's a no for me. I can't. I can't even believe that this is a a a, a, a thought process for anybody. But I think what what are, what are you arguing? Me. What are you arguing? It's not close. It's not close. And and that's it's where I disagree. Close. That's where I disagree. I think I think you slight Trey 
and and boost Luca way it, it is more. literally seven to no it's probably it's 10 players I'm taking before I get to Trey at the point guard position at point guard probably come on I'm so this is no 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 I, I well when you started comparing the two I was talking about players in general but if it if it was guards, yeah, I'm taking seven people before I'm taking Trey. We've already been over this, though. So Trey says being labeled a coach killer was crazy to me. Now, sir, I was on your side for number one. I was like, hey, man, look, y'all are similar. The production and the results have been very similar, no matter what Norwood says and hates. But you trying to say you're not labeled a coach killer? You're a coach killer when you refuse to adopt the philosophies of the coach. When you don't zero in on defense, when. Now, I will say some of it was coaching that got Nate fired. But when you don't buy into the coach and you're supposed to be the leader of the team, you ain't leader no more. But you're supposed to be the leader of the team. It's crazy how they replace that personality. Now I think about it, but we'll get to it. You're not the leader of the team. You're the leader of the team at the time. It's your job to get everybody to buy into the coaching, which is also similar to Luca too. But being labeled a coach killer, I, I can't say you are a coach killer, but I can say that the shoe may just fit. You just ain't tried it on yet, but everybody else can you see that the a, shoe could fit. You might not be a coach killer, but it's some murders didn't happen on your watch. Um, but once again, I know for me, as not the typical Atlanta Hawks fan, there is no way but through. I am happy about this. You're right. He's not a coach killer. Lloyd Pierce was was not prepared for this. He, he, he's, he was never the guy. He was too young. He needed more time. Nate, he's too old. Too much defense. He, he's, he's not hip for this. For Offense. This. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not yeah. for this day and age. But wait, but wait, this is the best part about it. We have your guy here now, Quinn mm -hmm. Snyder. We have sifted through all the guys. You Goldilocks at this point. LP was too young. Nate is too old. Well, Quinn Snyder is just what you need, my and brother. And you went and got your he boy. The, he is got your you perfect Dejante. age, I would assume. He, he wants you to shoot more threes. This is the only way that I'm going to be able to get what I want. I've understood that. And that's the reason I said trade John Collins. Um, there's only one way, and it's to give Trey everything that he wants, and then let's see what the results are. But I'm interested to see what the results are. I think that the results will be pretty good because everybody has gone to the West. The West is wildly loaded and we went i think we went through it on saturday morning live when we were said i said i didn't even talk about this team i think i said that like four times um because we were talking about utah where could they be uh with john collins where would they be seated and by the time we finished talking he was like 11 which is not a slight to utah it's just the west there is i mean outside you got boston i'm assuming they're interesting to see because we are not saying Marcus Smart was the well, we are saying that Marcus Smart was the heart and soul of that team. He's gone now. He's West. He went out West. 
You have West Coast Productions. <laughs> you have the 76ers. James Harden is about to be out of there, right? Who is number three? The Bucks. The Bucks are back. The Bucks are back. I mean, they got everybody back. Um, and they added players. Uh, and then there's four. Uh, uh, Toronto, you might you might actually get Siakam. That's another thing. Ain't nobody LeBron. Dog. <laughs> AJ, you're right. Trey and LeBron. No. So, but this is the thing for me. So, we do understand that the West, I mean, the East should be easier, right? Should be. Depending on what Dame does with the Heat. And leadership is listening to his request. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, bro, do you right? This him. is all on you. You should be better. Now, if he's so, better, don't don't take that away from him either. Now, if he's better, don't shoot it down because you you quick to do that. But how long? I mean, are are we expecting? What is the expectation that you have out of the play in? The play in is null and void. Play in is a failure. We are not the Miami Heat. We are not about to play our way from the nine seed to the finals. Not going to happen. The play-in cannot happen. Okay. So, I just said so, those four teams, I think we should be better than Cleveland. Mm. Do you really think that? I don't. I don't I don't know. It depends on what we do at the four. I don't. I don't. We got to see by the end of free. Well, Siaka makes us better than Cleveland. Siaka makes us better than Cleveland. Wait, okay, so, okay, first of all, Cleveland has not done anything but fill the one little hole they had us, um, <laughs> with Amani Bates at that small, at the, at, the, at the three who can shoot. The one big problem they had, they fixed. What have you seen from Atlanta in the offseason that says that this team is better than it was last season? Oh, no, no, I, I don't think we're done. I mean, signing DeJounte brings us back, but I don't think we're done. I that, think, that doesn't make us better. He was saying I, I, he played I, with I think, last year. I, I, I believe that if they if they were to go get Siakam, which it seems like that is the, the play that they are putting all their eggs in the basket for, I think that puts us at the 5 seed, 5 six seed. You at, think that that's a good move? To get Siakam if he resigns. If he resigns and you don't have to give up all your young players, they're talking about giving up Capella only. If you can only give up Capella and DeAndre oh, Hunter, I'm sorry, Capella and DeAndre Hunter, then yeah, I would do it. It's no problem. You would give up you would give up Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter for Pascal. DeAndre Hunter is out of there. He's gone. They are going to get rid of him. Period. He hasn't developed like they want him to. I don't Capella is the one that they didn't want to get rid of, but I mean in well, order to make have to move him or Kungu anyway, so one of those and Okungu is not going to get moved. They if that's why Capella is available because they don't want to move Okungu. So, I mean, Hunter on a very good NBA deal, right? They don't nah, Well, I mean, NBA deal, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're not. Capella, they can't keep him. Capella on a good NBA deal, and he's a top five rebounder every year he's played for the Hawks. You think that Pascal Siakam is worth that? I think Pascal Siakam gives you a third score. That's what they need in the starting lineup. They need a third score. They got two point guards. They got two point guards. DeAndre Hunter, who doesn't pass the ball at all. Um, 
And then you have no four. You have Jalen. I like Jalen Johnson as the four, but you can't let him run point because you have two point guards. And then you have Clint Capella who can't do anything but catch lobs. So you have to build the team around both point guards. You got to add shooting, which is Siakam does. And he could create his own shot. Why do we need more scoring if we have the second best offense in the NBA? Why do we need? We need more playmaking. We need more players that can get their own shot. The reason we didn't like John Collins, not because of the contract, it was because John Collins' shooting went down and John couldn't create his own shot. That's why John had to go. If we score more points, do you think that makes us a better team next season? No, no, I don't know. No, I I think Jalen Jalen is just would be just as good of a defender. I don't know how much defense. Well, well, we lose Hunter. I was about to say with John Collins, I don't know how much defense we lost with John Collins by replacing him with Jalen Johnson. The interesting thing is if you do get off of Hunter and Capella, how how does that work from the backup position? Because our strength is our depth. Was is was our depth. So if you get now you're taking your two young stars in the making, players in Okungwu and Jalen Johnson who play very well together, and you're putting them in the starting lineup. I'm assuming you're gonna start them if you get rid of those two. And you're then gonna put who would be the three? Sadiq Bay? Sadiq no, Bay at the three. Oh Siakam. Siakam at the three. Yeah. Siakam at the three. So I think that that could work for the way that they want to play. What you going to do with your bench now? Bogey, AJ, Buffkin. You ain't got no, you ain't got no, Bruno Fernando. You ain't got, that's the part. It's Bruno is the front court. You have no front court off the bench. Maybe Sadiq Bay. I mean, Sadiq Bay. Bogey, Sadiq Bay. And where do, where are we going to get rebounds from? Jalen, Jalen, go had to play forty two minutes. <laughs> or you go doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't. I. I, I, I want to wrap this up, but I'm trying to tell you guys. Travis Slink was right. He says you can trade all the rest of these players you want to, until Trey leaves. This is going to be our team. We're going to score a bunch of points and not play any defense. You can dress it up however you want to. You can put Italian dressing, ranch dressing, honey mustard. It's the same shit salad. There's really nobody we can go get, though. I don't think. That's the reason you, you trade Trey. And get who? Sid. Anybody? Get anybody you want at that point. Wait, wait, wait. Time. But this, this is where our conversation kind of comes full circle. I told you from the beginning. There are a bunch of guys I want instead of Trey. So his value isn't. But if y'all believe he's that good, then we should be able to go trade for any of these guys. That's what I'm saying. You could trade if you trade Trey, you could get anybody you want outside of like Luca. Think you trade Trey for Jalen Brown? Yeah, I think Boston would do that. Well, I think Boston would do that. I think Boston if if that were offered, if that were offered, and Atlanta had the cap space to do it, and it was fair on, I think they would do that because now you have Chris Stops. I would do that. I mean, yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, not that team because they got Darius Garland. They, you're not gonna you're not gonna play Trey with Darius Garland. 
You'd have to you'd have Devin to trade. Booker? No, no, no. Devin, Devin Booker to me is in that Luca, that untouched that Luca Giannis Devin Booker. That's the face of the franchise. Never going to go anywhere. Like you can't trade Trey for Tatum, but you could trade Trey for Brown, right? I don't think you can trade Trey. For I Brown. think I think you could. You can't trade Trey for. There's nobody on the Heat. I don't see. I don't see. That's like a push. I don't. I wouldn't. They could. You could do it. I don't know if I would. SGA. Yeah. Oh no! Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a. Not a chance. Oklahoma. There's there's a lot of off. Oklahoma's prodigal son coming home. Yeah, they would definitely do that. Yeah, and then you're gonna look at and you. What did you just say about the difference between Luka Doncic and Trey Young? It's the same difference between SGA and Trey Young. No, SGA don't rebound like Luka. Luka SGA is taller, but no. Yes. No. 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 So you put you putting SGA in the Luka conversation? No, I'm putting SGA in the Trey Young conversation. Firm. And I'm saying I'm okay. I'm saying Trey Young. They would they would do that. They would entertain that trade. That trade would be talked about. They would be one of the teams calling like, hmm. I don't know if they would. They would probably actually try to pair SGA and put SGA at the two and put Trey at the one, and then they would trade us everybody else. No. But I think that's what they would do. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they would. I strongly disagree. I, I don't I actually don't think the value on Trey Young is high as people believe. And they also say, uh, shit ain't really fun. Trey says shit ain't really fun being a villain. Nah, Trey, don't be no punk now, dog. You got to lean into it. Lean into being the villain. I would. If I were Trey, that, first of all, you being happy wasn't getting you playing the best basketball. You being sad wasn't getting you playing the best basketball. When people disrespect you, when people start yelling at you, spitting on you, doing all that stuff, you come out and hit game winners. You did it in Boston. You did it in New York. You beat. You almost beat Milwaukee. Like, you do all of that stuff when you're angry. So you, if I were Trey, I would lean into being the villain role. Draymond did. Draymond had made $200 million off being a villain in defense. I would. That's just me. Let me. Ju- Number one, villains are losers. Protagonist, antagonist. You watch 98% of shows, we're looking for the protagonist to win. Number two, you are the highest paid player on this team. You're the distributor for everybody else. You're telling me that the guy who we spent a bunch of money on, his success is tied to his emotions. That's not what I want. That's the last thing I want. I want a guy who's going to be consistent and give me what I need every night. That is the difference between Russell Wilson and Cam Newton. Same thing here. A lot of players' success is tied to their emotions. What are you talking about? Ooh. I don't think Miami beats Boston without Jimmy Butler getting riled up by Grant Williams. Just off the top of my head. Right then and there. I don't think Miami gets past Boston. I don't think Miami gets past Milwaukee. Well, no, they beat them. They swept them. Almost swept them. I don't think they get past Boston. Without Jimmy Butler and Grant Williams going at Jimmy Butler, right? LeBron went nuclear <laughs> against Boston when they disrespected him and came back 3-1 when he was disrespected against the Warriors. He went nuclear. LeBron, LeBron KG, is also on, on record saying that that villain shit 
was the one of the worst things that I have ever leaned into. It wasn't me. That's not who I am. And that's not how I play basketball. But I don't care what he says. I don't care about him being on record. That's arbitrary to me. I'm saying it's a lot of players' talents and peak performance is directed. Anger brings out normally in a competitive situation. You played football in high school. Anger brings it out of you. You, If you go to a game and you happy-go-lucky versus a dude that's playing and angry and playing for his life, he's gonna anger brings that out of you. So I can see I why. I disagree there. I I I've I've seen it. I there there's not there, how many players you know have won championships that are like happy go lucky. There's Steph, Magic Johnson. That's really all I, that are happy go lucky. That that there no there, there's a difference in being happy go lucky and just hey I'm here to play basketball. Neither one of them are hey to be to play basketball. Neither one of them that way. But I mean, this is the thing. I I am I am taking a back seat. To all of this with Trey, just show me now. We're giving you what you want. Hopefully, just hopefully, we're going to see who you are now. There, there, There's limited room for excuses, right? Reggie? Hmm? I just wanted to see, there, I wanted to see your, when we talk about DeJounte. Yeah, there's no excuses. But when we talk about DeJounte, I want to see... Uh... <laughs> So Dejounte Murray signed oh, back with the Hawks. You picked the wrong one. I got another one. Dejounte Murray signed back. Hold on, hold on. Dejounte Murray signed back with the Hawks on a four-year, hundred twenty million dollar deal, which is probably two thirds of what he could have gotten. Um, he says, "I don't play about loyalty. I promise you, you will get all my all on the court and to off the court to touch the community that needs my help. It was never about the money I can get. It's always about loyalty and doing whatever it takes to get to winning. Let's rock and roll. And this for sure is somebody taking a pay cut because there were multiple places. I think we talked about it on the podcast the night that he came out. Hey, Brooklyn looks nice for you. And he signed with the Hawks and this is a second quote that he said was, I know that this is where I stand on this team. He's like, yo, I am, you can call it number two. I call it one B. I don't really say number two. Now, if you get Pascal, then yeah, you probably number two or three. But I think he's going to be more of the point guard role. I'm interested, uh, Rayford, Young the third. It sounds like to me, he's going to be, dang, you can't see my mouth. Uh, DeJounte is going to be the distributor and Trey will have to play off the ball more if he's going to be the one to get everybody else better. We'll see. But I do like the loyalty from DeJounte. I would not have done the same, but I like it. Um, and we'll do. go from there. I don't understand how we get to the point that DeJounte is. DeJounte is what? DeJounte is the player on that team. It's the best player on that team. It's the best player on that team, without a doubt. What? Are, what? Are, what? Are, what is your? What are you trying to say? Because because uh, you're saying no. You 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 said like he's gonna be one B. He may he said it. He's one B. He's the best player on that team, without a doubt. I don't know why we play this game. Sure, twenty points and seven assists as number two. What are we doing here? And hundred steals. Okay, just play the game a little bit longer. Yeah, 
DeJounte Murray, number two. Now, we, we've also watched these games in play and say, damn, DeJounte won us probably seven to ten games last year of games in the past we would have just sent home because we were getting whooped. We have seen DeJounte say, hey, guys, I don't play like you guys. And if there's still time on the clock, I'm going to go out here and try to bust somebody's ass. And I've seen him win seven to ten games last season. Period. But how many? How many of the trade winners? Come back when we were destroyed. Uh, you said one seven to ten game. How many of the trade winners? Trade led us in scoring and assists most of the games. Well, I, I, I'm trying to understand your point. Which I think that if he if said I'm going to be number two, and you said sure, whatever, he said it from his own mouth, quoted. I know that this is Trey Young's team. You think this is a lie? You think he took less money to then come back and lie and say, "Oh, I'm." I think this is poor career management. I think this is poor asset management. I think this is actually foolishness by him. I think that if he shot as many shots as Trey, he would score as many points. I think if he had the ball in his hand, he didn't didn't have a good shot. He didn't have a good shot. Like I said, I believe. That he would he would score as many points as Trey. And I will also think I also think that he would average as many assists as Trey if he was a primary ball handler, considering he had seven assists playing off the ball from a guy who never plays off the ball. Yeah. You tell him you get seven and you gotta let Trey have the ball 80% of the time, then yeah, I think you get to 10 pretty easy. In the head. Okay. Because we, we're going to spiral. He didn't have the ball 80% of the time. When Trey went out, he, Trey was the first one to the bench so they could give DeJounte the ball. Like, Did, did you watch the games? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, yes, but in, but how many minutes does Trey play? 35, right? Know. How many does DeJounte play? It's like 34. They both play 30-plus oh. minutes. Okay, then. So for the majority of the time that DeJounte is playing, Trey has the ball in his hand. No, I just told you they sub each other out. Okay, but they're 48 minutes in the game. So they're only 13. They're, the maximum amount of time that DeJounte could be the primary ball handler is 13 minutes. No, you. Okay, I, I think your math is off. But I, you you know time can overlap, right? Like they don't, just because DeJounte plays 34 and Trey plays 34 doesn't mean they're always on the court at the same time. Correct, but the most amount of minutes they could not be on the floor at the same time is Dejounte brought the ball up. You you saying eighty percent is is in the that was an exaggeration. But we know I probably Trey I would play, play off the ball, and I'm saying I think that this year he's gonna have to. I uh, I think he is. You okay? So so let's have a real conversation. So now. if he's not off, gonna play off the ball, then he's number two then. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna do this again. We're, we're headed back to the same. Place. Wait, 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 wait. We're no, headed wait. to the same restaurant with less gas in the car. So I Dejounte, you're number two or not? That's how the whole conversation started. You said he's not. No, you Dejounte said, is the best player on the Atlanta Hawks. I said he's your number two. Is he your number two? To me, no. He's the two best. option. The number two option on the team. Oh yeah, he would shoot less. He would shoot less than Trey Young, and he okay, would have the ball so. in his hands less than Trey Young. <laughs> I don't think that that's the right answer. I, I think I, that's I, the sh- very wrong answer. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. You think so? Wait, wait. So do you really think Trey is going to defer to Dejounte this year and play off the ball? 
I think he will have to. I I don't. What is Norwood? What is this? I don't know what this is. Um, that was just me. He will have to. I I don't think I I. I it, from what we've just seen, Trey doesn't like being a villain. Trey doesn't want to be called a coach killer. You think he's trying to keep up his rep. He's going to have to play off the ball because if it doesn't work, like you said, there's no more excuses. It's your fault. You've gotten rid of John. You've gotten rid of – you've gotten DeJounte. You've gotten rid of Nate. You've gotten rid of Lloyd. You and Kevin Herter. Travis, don't forget about Travis. Oh, Travis Slink. You and Herter wasn't really cool. Well, we don't know that, but you got herders gone, but you signed Bogey, which looks funny in the light. Because everybody the- who has gone, <clears throat> Trace has said okay to. Everybody who stays, Trey has said okay to. I'm not gonna sit here and act like we don't pay him the lion's share of money, and they're not asking him about players who show up and leave. Dejounte Murray was a Trey request specifically. He can play that. Oh, I just sit here and play the backup. I'm 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 not into making decisions. Well, I thought that was a uh uh Nick Wrestler. Thing. No, that is that is DeJounte's guy. That was a trade broker deal. They talked about it, but okay. We talked about it before, how Nick Wrestler like, you know, put his foot down and they got rid of Schlank when he didn't want to do it and they went and got him. So You think that if Trey said, Hey, no, don't bring this guy here, they would have brought DeJounte here? No, no, uh, uh, no. But I'm saying that was a Nick Wrestler move. Uh, what are we talking about? Zion said he's gonna. He asked. He was asked about dieting on Gilbert Arenas' podcast. We're not gonna play the video because we still gotta get the football and summer league. Um, he basically said that he is now taking his weight seriously after getting 180 million dollars. <laughs> Boy, I listen. I trade you tomorrow. Like, if I'm the Pelicans, I'd be like, as you said before, this is bad career management. This is a bad publicist. This is bad everything. You better go get you that same team that worked for Jalen Hurts and figure out what, let them tell you what to do because you, sir, are spiraling down. You girls are not coming to work for Zion. They work with Jalen because he works hard every day. I'm not going to, I'm not saving Zion when I can work with Jalen Hurts. What I'm, what I'm saying is, this was a poor move. I would never have admitted, even if it is known. I don't care if I was six eight, four hundred pounds. I'm never admitting on camera after all the stuff that I've been through. Yeah, you're right. I I shouldn't. No, no. Accountability comes after the after the results. I would go. I would come back and say that. Yeah, you're right. I got. I got. I got. Uh, serious about my weight after i come back and average 25 and 15 or whatever he was doing when he Reggie, played didn't i healthy. tell you this on day one when they draft him i say he does not care about his physical stature he does not care about his weight i don't i didn't need him to confirm what we already knew if he wanted to get in good shape you could be like all the rest of the nba players who get in good shape the words don't mean anything the actions show me that he's not interested in working out the words are just confirmation of what, y'all, what I've been telling y'all for the last three years. Very true. Same thing I told you. But what I'm track. saying is, from a career standpoint, I, Zion, would not have gone on Gilbert Arenas, popped up on Gilbert Arenas podcast and admitted that I don't. That They're already trying to get rid of you. You, I guess, I mean, I guess you got your money already. But, I mean, like, there's no way. You don't know that. It doesn't matter. You're missing the point. I don't care who knows. I'm not confirming. 
I'm not, I'm never gonna confirm that. I don't care. Don't care. Don't I, care. I, I will I, confirm I, it after the results have changed. There's no way I'm com- There's no way I'm gonna be on crack and admit on TV that I'm on crack. I don't care if you know it. After you I get clean, I'm a. I'm a. I'll admit it off camera. I'll come back after I'm clean and be like, man, that crack was kicking my ass. I'm glad I was able to kick. But I'm not going to be on TV, crack man. I'm cracking. on crack. I'm not going to be it. No, you're not going to do that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, okay. crazy. I mean, I don't have an issue with it because I already knew what it was. I told y'all once again, I, he don't care. That's, that's not, that's not a, a thing for him. He just wants to play basketball. Yep. Uh, Speaking of real wanting quick. to play basketball, the Phoenix 2K Suns now have signed uh, 2K Warrior Bowl Bowl. Uh, I'm thrilled about this. I'm this sure crazy. Reggie is too. We this we have crazy. supported Bowl Bowl. I don't know what's about to happen in the West, now. but this is this is this is their their roster. When I went back and looked at it before the show, like everybody aside from like two people is like six eight. Two or three I people is to like tell you six, that eight to seven three. Earlier today, I said, "Hey, they went and got every, and Brian Wilhorn." I'm gonna tell you, Brian Wilhorn really broke it down for me. He was like, "Everybody who they got is a plus shooter, and they're all long six eight plus guys. They're gonna Pause. try to shoot. They're gonna stretch out the defense, Pause. and they're gonna try to do their best to rebound because they're taller than everybody else. That's their game plan, and." You know, they were smart with the way that they offered all of these guys basically a one year, two year contract with, with the player option for the next year. So it is what it is. I think that they're aggressively trying to make a, a run at a chip. And I'm I'm interested to see what this looks like. I, I love Bobo. Well, KD is 34. So you there Bobo is no there is no rebuilding for KD. KD, LeBron, all those guys, Kawhi. All those guys are now um in the where the win now portion of their career. So you, you have to win now. As much as he ain't What's played. interesting about this for about this group is they're gonna put Bradley Beal at the one. They're gonna put Devin Booker at the two. I'm assuming KD at the three, somebody at the four, and Aiden at the five. The issue is do you start bowl bowl or do you start Anybody else and bring Bobo off the bench. Me, I'm starting. You know, I he's on my team right now in the Xbox. <laughs> I don't. Not gonna Whitney Houston. That <laughs> talk about the crack. Uh, <laughs> AJ. Um, back to it. The Suns. Are built now. That's one team that is built to outscore you. There is the defense is optional. They'll play. They they all are. They all can switch defense and they can make. They're annoying defensively, but offensively, they. I mean, there's nobody. I don't know if you can stop really anybody other than Aiton. And I hate to say it, but Aiton, you're gonna have to man up on defense because all yeah. this is you. You know the trade though. The trade, the trade that they should have made, was to trade Aiton for Clint Capella. That was the trade. When those rumors came out and, and there was inquiries and calls and talks, that would have been the trade. Because then you would have had first you could have got more players, 
and you would have got off Aiton and brought in a defender slash rebounder in Clint Capella who does not need the ball to score. And none of these guys really play in the post. They're all shooters. So he would have been in the post by himself. That was the trade to make. Not saying you still can't because the Hawks are shopping Capella. And if they don't get Siakam, I could see them trying to go get Aiton. You think we're going to send them Clint Capella for eight? If they're making them available. Hell no. That don't work. You'd have to. The same deal that you're going to have to send Siakam is the same deal you have to send Phoenix. So you have to send DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella. Oh, I'd send them bogey. Well, yeah, bogey. They'll take bogey too. Shit. Yeah. Come yeah. <laughs> off the bench and shoot. They will. They will. Uh, do we want to talk about the SB Summer League? Uh, SB's Braun got cooked on the SB's. He wore them, uh, in, them, uh, them Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Dr. the Hedgehog glasses. glasses. Uh, Summer League, we'll talk about, we'll just make fun of real quick. We got a few things to talk about. I really wanted to talk about QJ Peterson and what Summer League is all about. Summer League is about giving people an opportunity. A lot of people say Summer League is to see this rookies, which it is. It's a rookie showcase. But there's a lot of players that are playing for their basketball careers. This is their opportunity. Keontae George, he's not playing for his career. He's going to be a really, really good player. But he says he has a motivational lock screen of all of his dra- all of his weaknesses. And they said he's Jordan Clarkson. Now, Jordan Clarkson ain't bad to be compared to, one. But what's crazy is they said his weaknesses were athleticism, three-point consistency, shot selection, and passing and turnovers. He's averaged 33 points, 10 assists, and six three-pointers made. I would say he got 30 points, 10 assists, and then 26.7 in the first two summer league games. He has been cooking. Well, he was cooking. It's over with now. They didn't make it, but he was cooking. Danny Ainge? I don't know why y'all keep making deals with Danny Ainge. I don't know why y'all keep making deals with Danny Ainge. One day y'all gonna figure out that if Danny Ainge is making a deal, you're volunteering to get robbed. Atlanta <laughs> Hawks, <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves, Cleveland. And yeah. it's so funny that they traded away Rudy Gobert and immediately found Walker Kester. You think that was by accident? They traded no. away Donovan Mitchell and, and they go get Keontae George and he looks like this. This is not by accident. Danny Ainge has a plan. He is the man. And he is not playing with y'all. Y'all going to figure this out come hell or high water. But I'm telling you right now. And if he can play like this. Yeah, the jazz. I mean, it's also it, summer league. So, like, you you expect players of his caliber to dominate summer league like the way he is. So, it's getting kind of crazy out there in Utah. But, yeah, even, even if, okay, say he's not the, the summer league player that he is right here. Stay instead of the 26th. He gives you 15, but it's it's a good 15. Well, hell, you you already got Jordan Clarkson, uh, Akbaji, and you got Colin Sexton. Well, then suddenly you got you're gonna have 48 minutes of good good guard play. And you know, Danny Ainge ain't done wheeling and dealing. I ain't too convinced exactly. that Sexton somebody gonna stay else there. volunteer who somebody gonna volunteer to be stupid. I, I about to say I don't themselves. I don't know if Colin Sexton gonna be there. Although he's their defensive stalwart, so he probably will be. But they, I mean, but he still he, can make some. I think he's, he's still tradable a good too. Starting point guard. I think that maybe mm. like the Magic. I think that he's. I think he's a better option than what the Magic have right now. 
But even if they'd make a trade with the Magic, all of them over there, they would still flourish in Utah too. Like any one of them. Uh, sentiments exactly. And younger, we can get these guys on a rookie contract. Yeah. So I also wanted to highlight QJ Peterson. This is a long post. I'm not going to read the whole post. But basically, uh, he has six-figure deals to go play in Europe. His agent called and said the Knicks want to give you a tryout. But they promised they never said that he was going to get a lot of playing time. He said, screw it. Let's do it. We've come this far. He ended up, he has this long inspirational post about being just a really good teammate, a class act. And when he finally got his opportunity, he forced the Knicks to play him. And now he's played so well that I believe uh, he is going to get a two-way contract in the New York Knicks basketball organization. If not them, he's played well enough to the point where he's going to get a two-way contract somewhere in the league. So um, that's what Summer League is all about to me. That's what I was going to say was this is my response is that he'll be playing. He, he is probably good. He'll play somewhere else. You know where he's going to go? Because they just got rid of the same person that did this two years ago. Max Struess did this. You remember two, three years ago he did that at Summer League? Oh, he's def- he's and he went to Miami. To to he's Miami. definitely going to Miami. And they just got rid of Gabe Vincent. Oh, he's my, that's a yep. Miami hey. player right there. Hey, Pat, Pat, let me get him on the line. <laughs> Knicks. And in the Knicks, what you going to do? You got Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett, quickly Dante Dante DiVincenzo they just signed, Josh Hart, Miles McBride, and Evan Fournier at the back of the back of the bench. They yeah, trying so to trade not, Fournier not, for a pack of gum. Would you, I remember this guy from Augusta, Georgia, who said that you should not trade for Fournier from the Orlando Magic because he's a flaming bag of French trash. Everybody that said that. You taking credit for something everybody said. Nah, fifty-one million was, was crazy. Fifty-one. Everybody was loud saying you overpaid. Was, I don't care what it was. Evan Fournier is not a very good basketball player. I hate to tell you. Um, and yeah, it's the it, that deal was as bad as I predicted it to be. And then Ooh, of course, not as bad as these shoes though. This is a Norwood special right here. The glazed Tims. That, uh, that you a damn lie. These are Tims with the protective shine on them is what I'm going to shoot the bell for. Man, these look shellacked. But Shy, so you I, know, Shy be out there, though. He he, the one that was wearing the big red shoes when it first came out. You know, he, he a New York kid. All of that. No, he, he, this is, no he's Canadian. Yeah, but he, he, went to, he went to Syracuse. He has been on record saying that New York was one of his favorite cities. He's been there multiple times. New Orleans is my favorite city. Not from the bayou. Um, but nah, this is this is terrible. These Tims are terrible. Don't wear the only thing that we support glazed over here is Krispy Kreme mm, donuts. There's a joke there. Um yep. I thought about it after I said it. <laughs> I mean, you can make any Larsa Pippen joke that you want to right there. Um <laughs> But these are terrible, my guy. She doesn't but, find that funny, by the way. Uh, I'm sure she <laughs> Boy, um, hey, Off but if backboard. you do want to be my point, if if you do want to be my point guard, I would love to trade you for Trey Young at any point. Whenever you're ready, <laughs> big dog. <laughs> bad shoes and all. Yep, uh, Tatum and Grant got into it, uh, not in a Play in a playfully. Uh, <laughs> Auto Grant did say Tatum can't go left, which. Um, also, neither one of them really. Uh, be your boys. 
Well, th- that's the whole thing. They should not have to go left. They should have a guard who can help them make shots because they're two of the best guys in the damn NBA. But instead of doing that, they wouldn't have just got a seven-footer. Who knows? I- make it make sense. I don't know what they're going to do. Let's talk about the worst trade in history since well, you're talking Chris about that's the one. That's Come on, man. <laughs> Paul George was traded to the Clippers from OKC. For y'all that can't see that, that's for SGA, Danilo Gallinari, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven first-round picks. Is that, is that did I read that right? One, two, three. Didn't four, read it wrong. Five, six, seven. They got the OKC got SGA. Danilo Gallinari and seven first-round picks for Paul George. This quite possibly is the worst trade in history, in recent history. And we have not even a finals appearance. We ain't even talked about Minnesota and the five picks they traded for Rudy Gobert because seven is bigger than five. That is... Is insane. If you don't believe me? You can ask Larsa Pippen. She she would know. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast, Larsa Pippen. That's got to be because <laughs> the jokes. Larsa Pimpin. <laughs> Strolling. Nah, see that's crazy. Um, <laughs> seven picks though. Seven picks is the worst. That's the worst. That's are no finals appearances. None. And SGA has played more games than Paul George. What? SGA is <laughs> SGA is on the cusp of becoming I mean, I think he's better than Trey, so that lets you know where I feel what I feel about SGA. Think he's better than Paul George? I think Paul George knows that SGA is better than him. Both healthy? You think SGA is better than him? Healthy? When have you seen Paul George healthy? That's what I'm saying. You think if both were healthy, you think that their SGA is better than him? I don't have to think about that because Paul George ain't never. Ah, uh, not gonna answer the question. Cool. Kyrie Irving signed. I mean, sure. Wait, wait, wait. Deal time with- out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> I think that Paul George would be a better basketball player than SGA if he was healthy. I don't think that Paul George is ever going to be healthy, so SGA is a better basketball player. Kyrie Irving signs a sneaker deal with Anta Sports, the Chinese. Sneaker company, uh, which he also makes him, I believe, vice president and you no know, chief creative officer (CCO) Thank at you. the company will and will allow him to recruit and sign other players for collaborations. Which means he's coming right for Nike. I Nike. I don't know. He doesn't have the backing right now, but I mean, another player that did this, Dwayne Wade. Them Wade Wades be selling. Out over there in China. So, I do like this. Number one, I like this because everybody was like, oh, he's done with Nike. What is he going to do now type of thing? He showed you pretty quickly. Showed that, hey, I can bounce back. Nike is not the only people. Uh, I do like that they gave him a position. I assume that that position probably comes with either a paycheck or hopefully equity. And they 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 have been around for a while now. I think this is the same people who put out Clay Shoe too. So, you know, there's definitely an opportunity here. 
with that said, with that said, you have to have the kid gloves on and you have to know what you're signing up for. This is just like Adidas signing up with Kanye. You're right. Congratulations. <laughs> I think this is a fantastic partnership. But you also need to be very aware of who you're making a deal with and who you're putting in charge and who you're going to put as the face of your brand. What I'm interested in you know that, is the Chinese government. I'm not going to say I'm well versed in communism, but I know that the government has their hands in every faction of business that goes on in China. That's just part of communism. And I'm and I say communism is legally. Like they can not the illegal stuff that be happening over here. I'm talking about legally. They can take control of almost anything they want to. Kyrie is very outspoken. Kyrie is very outspoken about global issues. How does that work? Just like you said, uh Kanye and 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 uh Adidas. That was from what is what happens when something happens in Taiwan, right? Taiwan and China. You you you, are, you, 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 you Kyrie went right to where I was going to. What Kyrie gonna say? He, nothing, because he's CEO of that company. That's that's gonna be interesting. Oh, that's nah. the part that I'm waiting on. Kyrie has made it very clear that he is his own entity, and he speaks on things that are near and dear to his heart. So. Which I You're in a very interesting situation, but everybody knew who everybody was going into the deal. I want to see how the deal plays out. I, I thoughts and prayers and best wishes to all parties involved. Yeah, man, it is what it is. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the basketball segment of episode 112 of the Splash Cast. Stay tuned. We'll take about two minutes. Get you something to drink. We won't be gone long because we got some football stuff to talk about. Uh, Dak is on drugs. Um, and running backs are have been devalued to the point where a rookie is the highest paid running back in the league, and he ain't even played a down yet. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 112 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League Edition, Monday Night Raw, our news around football. Man, we got some things. This is nothing great. It's a lot It's a lot of bad news in this football segment. Norwood, are you frozen? Did the Chinese weather balloons get you? I don't. I, oh, no, you here. There you go. I don't there know. I don't consider this bad news, mostly. We'll see. We'll see. It, I, th <laughs> I think this is an opportunity for a group of people to. Union, not no. Uh, let's yeah, start off yeah. with the running backs. Saquon Barkley and the Giants are not expected to reach a long-term agreement before, which was today's 4 p.m. deadline, which they did not for franchise tag players. With no long-term deal being reached today, Barkley is expected to report to training camp. Is not. Expected to report to training camp with the rest of his team. The Giants are not expected to see Barkley until later this summer. If then, Barkley will have decisions to make as to when he is willing to report. Can't believe that they didn't pay him. They paid Danny Dimes $34 million though. Paid Danny Dimes. And 
if we we'll come back to Saquon, um, because everybody stood up for him. Tony Pollard and the Cowboys did not reach a long-term agreement, nor did Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing, reach a long-term agreement with the Raiders. That is wild. And NFL Twitter reacted to the running backs not getting paid. All of them stood together. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Najee Harris. Uh, I agree with my running back brothers about the NFL history. will show you that you need running backs to win. We set the tone for every game. Uh, Derrick Henry at this point, just take the running back position out of the game. Then the ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to an organization just seems like it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. Saquon Barkley says it is what it is. And finally, before we jump off this conversation, this is what I was referencing earlier. Y'all B. John Robinson was right. was drafted number eight. In the draft by the Atlanta Falcons. As a result of him being drafted number eight, he comes in at a rookie wage of $13 million total this year for his rookie contract. That makes him the highest paid running back in the league. He has not played a down. Yeah. That's kind of tricky, though, because that's just how the contract will be for the first year. He won't get that every year. He will soon and very soon be in a very similar situation to these guys. Um, it doesn't matter. To me, that doesn't matter, though, because the fact that he hasn't played it down and he's getting 13.72, even if it's for one year, yet Christian McCaffrey gets 12, Kamara is 11, Aaron Jones is 10, Derrick Henry is 10, Nick Chubb is 10, Mixon, eh. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing is 10. Saquon Barkley is 10, Tony Pollard is 10, and they're all the same 10. 10 10.9, 10.091, 10.091, 10.1 for Joe Mixon, then 10.5. It's like they're not paying anybody who's not over $10 million unless you're Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara. Yeah, so this year it's $13 uh, million, and then it goes to seven, six, and five. Then potentially he's going to be in the same situation. Of the, getting hit by the tag for two years back to back. I'm actually in a position, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm saying, fuck the New York Giants. Win without me. You paid Danny Dimes, show me that Danny Dimes is the man who you believe him to be. I'm not sign, I'm not showing up for anything. I'm not signing up for anything. I'm not signing anything unless it's a contract. It's that simple. Either you're going to pay me. Or I'm going to watch you struggle. And the thing about it is, if Danny Dimes doesn't, if you look at when Danny Dimes has Saquon and when he does not have Saquon, you can clearly see that Saquon is what makes Danny Dimes good. And if that's the case, you paid him. Make him show me. Uh, if I'm Brandon Jacobs and the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs. Same thing. Josh Jacobs. Same thing goes there. You got who? <laughs> he couldn't make it with the 49ers, and you brought him over here to. Good luck and Godspeed. I'll ruin your season too. I'm not. I, I, there's no way that you can play with these people, man. Austin Eckler. They, Austin Eckler's another one. They just paid not, him. He's my. He, I think he's a little bit more expendable. The Giants don't have an offense without Saquon. The Raiders don't have an offense without. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. That 
play that play that play action is dead if you know that the guy running the ball ain't a killer. And unfortunately, the Patrick Mahomes of the world being so great, it downplayed the running back position. No, see, I think that's misleading. Because if you had Patrick Mahomes, then you're right. That's what I, I, I know. But what I'm saying is. Everybody, the NFL is a copycat league, so they're gonna try to copycat the Kansas City, and and I'm gonna get to the racial component too. I'm gonna let you speak after I say this, but um, NFL is a copycat league, so they're trying. They always invest in the quarterback. Now it's the receivers and your do it all tight ends, and then the running back. That's how they're looking at it. But Chat GPT, this thing, I'm gonna tell you right now. Because it ain't no way in hell. You don't. None of these teams who are trying to copy Patrick Mahomes, they don't have Patrick Mahomes. They don't have any. They don't have uh, the other Mahomes, the one getting in trouble. You don't have no Mahomes. You don't have Pops Mahomes. You don't have none of them. Jamal Williams. They didn't want to pay him. I think this is probably a, a front office thing. Like, I think. I, you know, the NFL owners conspire. You got to think, Dayball, it's in his best interest to have him come back. I need Saquon. Eh. I mean, the way Dayball, I mean, I'm telling when you he was right in now, when I'm, he was in Buffalo, Dayball, Dayball doesn't value the running back. In Buffalo, they never drafted a great running back. Yeah, but you had Josh Allen. There is a there. You're talking of top tier quarterback. Danny Dimes is mid at best. At his very best, he is, and he ain't mid. Mid is Kirk Cousins. And as as mediocre as I think Kirk Cousins is, I don't think that Danny you Dimes. You know what you're going to get? <laughs> you know what you're going to get so with Kirk. You, you don't know what you're going to get with yes, Danny. Yes, you're going to get 500. <laughs> Danny Dimes, he he's lucky to be 500 with Saquon. So what receivers me, did no, they sign? Not, what receivers did they sign? You talking about the Giants? Oh, they signed. They get. They did get Waller at tight end, but that ain't enough. It ain't enough without Saquon. Not when you lose enough. Saquon. I could yeah. see again. I could see if you had the Chiefs' offense. Right. Let's scratch Patrick Mahomes. Let's scratch Patrick Mahomes. You can't throw away Patrick Mahomes because then the offense is no offense. No. People, see? Mm. Um, back to it. Uh when you have a receiving core and an offensive mind, and scratch Patrick Mahomes. When you have Travis Kelsey at the time, Tyreek Hill, um, you had uh now you have and then you have all these other players, you have generational talents at other positions. Giants ain't got no generational talent at any other position. Not none, not zero, not one. The generational talent is this man right here. This Wide is the generational talent for the New York Giants: Isaiah Hodgins, Darius nope. Slayton, Paris nope. Campbell, tight end Darren Waller. This is not enough. I'm gonna tell none you, none right of them now, are generational Saquon, talents. Saquon is a generational I, talent at, at running back. The the stuff no, that he can do it. is amazing, and y'all don't want to pay him. You are there is a racial. Before I get to the racial component, is there anything? 
Because you said something about unionized. You think they should all unionize? Just no, 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 union no, no, within no, 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 the union? like unionized, but there is a point where y'all have to stick up for yourself and say, hey, I'll, if you're going to... Because all of these guys are playing on the franchise tag. If any of them get hurt and Saquon's been hurt, then they're not going to get any money ever again. So if you're willing to ruin my season, I'm willing to ruin yours. And then you just... We'll do it together. We'll, we'll be miserable together. The proper business thing would be to sign them to large contracts for two years, like the NBA d- did for a while. That's, I mean, that's basically what LeBron does. If you if you have Saquon and you say, okay, two years, seventy five million. If he gets hurt, if he or if he or two years, thirty million. I mean, sixty million. If he gets hurt. You still get him off the books. You you got to eat that for a year, but you still get him off the books. That's the answer. But to not even sign these dudes, but you sign Kirk Cousins to guarantee contracts. Do you not? You so sign. Good. Okay. So what happens if you sign him to that big contract? It's a two year contract. He gets all the money, and he blows it out of the water. That's your fault. That's that's the game. That's the game you play. Wait, who's what, what do you mean it's your fault? Is it the team's fault? Yes, because you didn't fault? sign him to a long-term deal. If you sign him to a long-term deal and you actually paid him what he's allegedly worth, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But because the games you playing, you think the running back is devalued, you could just plug and play. All right, well, if you could plug, plug. and play, then just pay me my big pay me my money now, pay me my big money now for 2 years. If you think I'm going to get hurt over 4 years, pay me for 2 years. Two years and an option. So you come back. All right. That's that's bit. What is what is the saying? That's business. Yeah. You you want to play yeah. stupid games? You can lose. You could also win. He could blow out his knee. We don't never want that to happen. He could blow out his knee, and then you come off the contract. So for me, if I'm Josh Jacobs, I'm not showing up. Win, win without me. If I'm Saquon, I'm not showing up. Win without me. Tony Pollard, they'll just call Zeke back and find somebody else. Like I like Tony Pollard, but he don't have the same level. He don't have the same leverage. He does at the, at this point of the offseason, he does. No, he don't. Why don't? Well, I would call Dalvin Cook. There's a reason they haven't. If they do, you think Dalvin Cook only going to take $10 million a year? No, but I, I could pay I could pay Dalvin twelve million, and he's really good. I want Tony Pollard. If Tony Pollard can't really, so we're assuming that Tony Pollard wants more than twelve million a year. Then, no, he just wants more than he than they probably value him at. And so Dalvin Cook prob- is in this prob- situation too. Minnesota didn't want to pay him. Minnesota, Minnesota is urging. No, uh, I think they. I, I think they're about to. Cleanse that team and build it around just Justin Jefferson. I think that's one hundred percent the right thing to do. We gonna we gonna free up all this money because we got us one, and we got to do whatever it takes to get him. And then Kirk, you can go. Um, all of those defensive guys they drafted over the last few years, you can go. Adam Thielen, you can go. And we're gonna have money. We're gonna get us a quarterback in the next few drafts, and we're gonna go in a different direction. That's it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna make it racy. You know, there's a history of not paying running backs and overpaying quarterbacks, underpaying running backs and overpaying quarterbacks. 
The reason is, and why that all started, the running backs were all black. Quarterbacks were all white. Quarterbacks always black got the money. All black now. <laughs> the good one. And yeah, they are. But what I'm saying is, imagine if a black quarterback came up with the production of Danny Dimes for one year, not for four. He had a good season. Last oh, year that with guy Geno Smith. And he got ostracized for 10. And Geno didn't have a bad year. He got his jaw broke. And they just didn't no, no, sign him back. What I'm saying back. is you asked for a quarterback who had one really good season and then got some money, Geno Smith. Same thing. Him and, him and Danny Dimes are, for all intents and purposes, last season the same guy. To me, it's different because Geno Smith, one, is a veteran. Two. Danny has two, though. You know what, three years? This is his first contract. No, he ain't. This is his first contract. Danny Dunn said, has done nothing. Now that I agree with. <laughs> Danny Dunn's no, done he, nothing. 19, 20, 21, 22? Yeah. This is, he's yeah. been a starter all of those years. He's been a, he started more seasons than Gino. And probably had similar, no. similar output. Starter, he was ass. He led the league in fumbles. He, I still think he's ass. Let's be very clear about that. But what I'm saying is, those I'm talking and about those years you he was talking about. If you go back and look, his first season might have been the best. It it was it, first season wasn't terrible. It was 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 3,000 yards on 62 percent completion, and then last year, 67, which is better, 3,200 yards, but only 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. He's ass, bro. I mean, you want 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions or 15 touchdowns and five interceptions? For $34 million guaranteed a year? I want 34 touchdowns. Boy, you better add you better add up two seasons to get 34 touchdowns. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's no way you could say that Saquon doesn't deserve. I, Saquon ain't even asking for 30. He's probably, I, I think they ask for like 17 to 20. Adam for fifty percent. No, you no. We don't need to do that. Pay him fourteen million dollars. All you gotta do is make him the highest pay, and that ain't expensive. Well, it's not unless all the running backs come together and be like, "Well, I mean, ten million ain't really." The, uh, well, the thing is, you can't do that. You can't. You're not gonna be able to reset the market that much this late into the season. Well, if, I'm, the, yeah. if I'm Josh Jacobs. I'm asking, just pay me more than Bijan. If he's at 13-1, make me 13-2. At least make, so it's just like what every but other But that's what they did does. earlier. It was 10.1. But what I'm saying is 13 for what you're asking for running backs to do, especially those guys, is too low. That's too low. Yeah, yeah, but you can't, I don't think that you're going to get to 20. What I'm saying is if you say, hey, pay me 14 a year, then yeah, you got to take that because you're the highest. I, and I'm saying the they should have been at 20 because the quarterback market gets reset every year. Kirk Cousins was yeah, reset in the market like twice. Kirk Cousins and guaranteed money. He's reset the market twice. Well, the thing about it is if you go back to that side of the guys who got paid, how many of those guys are truly the the number one option on their team? What do you mean? 
What do you? I don't. What do you mean? After you go back and look at it, like out of these guys, well, let me see here. Christian McCaffrey. Well, I say talk through it. What are you, are you talking about? Quarterbacks, running backs. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is, I don't think that all of these players have the same leverage. They don't. Some of them do. Some of them don't. I think that Christian McCaffrey, he probably gets more touches than Debo. So I could understand how you could say that. Alvin Kamara is the Saints' offense. You're right, but I think that they're probably just going to part ways because they're going to go in a different direction because they can't win anyway. Aaron Jones um, with the Packers, he is downplayed. Down he was downplayed because of Aaron Rodgers, but he, <laughs> we saw what happened when you oh, took he, him out of the game. Yeah, he's, and we're going to see what he's made of this year. Nick Chubb is the Cleveland Browns offense. Derrick Henry is the Tennessee Titans offense. Joe Mixon, he restructured. He's the right because he's, right he's the fourth option. That's just where it gets weird is you have a bunch of first option, first option, first option, fourth option. And there's like a $100,000 difference. There's like a $500,000 difference. Yeah. Like you can't, if I'm Derek Henry, you can't pay me the same amount as, 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 as Joe Mixon. Joe that's Mixon. insane. You I, crazy I, as I hell, bro. <laughs> hey, no, nope, no. Nope. That's insane. Uh-uh. That's insane. I work too hard. I work too hard at this job for y'all to pay me the same as Joe Mixon. Not I work has, too hard. You work me too hard to pay that. You make me run the ball 400 times a year. They have Mike Vrabel leads the t- is second in the Tennessee Titans in, 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 in receiving touchdowns. Mike Vrabel. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Cause that, yeah. And then Josh Jacobs, you, there's no way that Josh Jacobs get paid less than Joe Mixon. Saquon and no way the rushing title when the when has the passing leader ever gotten paid less than the next person when the contract was up when or the receiving leader or the leading tackler maybe linebacker I think linebacker may be the same in the same boat as the running back Nah, I wonder what Cooper Cup's getting paid good amount of money I mean, he getting paid more than $10 million. I can tell you that oh, without even sure. looking it up. I can tell you that right now. Right now. Right now. He's getting paid, what, 15, 17? I would say the the Ooglays, but. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's $20 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. What you think Justin Jefferson about to get paid? You about to get paid 25 oh, Bad. <laughs> A uh, bang! Just leave him outside my house. Don't even back up to bring. Don't you think Jamar Chase just... about to get paid? T. Higgins just got paid like eighty four million over four years or something like that. Like, uh, but for me, yeah, I'm if I especially if I'm on a couple of these teams where I'm the whole team, I'm not coming to work. Y'all go to work and tell me about it, and I'm gonna watch y'all lose every game. The Jets. Happy he got paid though. Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams, four years, ninety six. 66 million guaranteed. Four years, 66 million guaranteed for that's 24. That's 16, almost 16 million, I want to yeah. say. He recessed the market at that position, too. He was right there. 33. At, he was the next guy. Yeah, 16.5. So, yeah, you had to pay him because Dexter Lawrence got 30, got yep. 91 or something like that. Yeah. Now, that's, that's so one of the reasons yeah. you can't argue because they. They're there to stop the run and rush the passer, which he does very, very yep. well. Um, and that's the reason it was kind of it was kind of stupid to me to even let this last this long. You knew exactly what you had to pay him. You might as well just get get on through. All you can do is piss somebody off like that. And as as soon as y'all start losing, 
which there's still a chance that y'all could do, people are gonna remember shit. Like and they had to, and they paid Deron Payne, if I'm not mistaken. That's who the second person they paid. They paid Dexter Lawrence and Deron Payne, and then they paid Quentin Williams. And I think I don't think I don't think the Jets waited to pay Quentin Williams. I think Quentin Williams was wait like, y'all gonna have to market was yeah be. what's the market? I think his starting point was probably like a hundred million, and then once the other people got paid, he was like, All right, I'll take ninety six. You know what I mean? Like, as you also got to know your value. And he's like, man, yep. none of y'all are good without me. <laughs> yeah. And and as another additional tidbit on uh, the Jets will be on Hard Knocks this year on HBO. Yes, they will. That seems to be very interesting to me. Um, you had you had to do that though, because the sauce of Aaron Rodgers. You had to. No, no, like they were the out of all the teams that were eligible. For the requirements that it was, the Jets were the only team that met that requirement. But they felt like since they've added Aaron Rodgers, they shouldn't have to be held to that standard because they have Aaron Rodgers. I think that HBO was like, nah, we want to see what this looks like. I don't say, what was the requirement? You got to be terrible? Yes. Uh, That's poor business model. No. No, it's intriguing to see people fail you. Yeah, but it's well, if you're a good team, no, I don't have to let you guys in here and see. I don't have to. So that that's kind of the deal that comes with hard knocks is you have to have been one of the worst teams um the year before in order to be eligible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of worst teams. And oh, and I ahead. think that hold on, they have to have made the playoffs in the last two years. This team has a first-year head coach and has been featured on. Oh, they have. Oh, so if you haven't made the playoffs in the last two years, or you have a first-year head coach, and they don't have a first-year head coach and they haven't made the playoffs in the last two years, well, damn. Hmm. Well, speaking of, I ain't gonna say bad teams, but. Damn, it was Your only boy. four options. New Orleans, Chicago, and Washington. And you can already cancel yeah, no, New there's, Orleans. There's no way I'm not picking the Jets for that. I'm definitely picking the Jets. Washington. Uh, you Chicago been, would be number two. Been, no, Chicago would have been number two. I think Washington would have been number two because, you know, they're selling the organization. That's going to be interesting. I don't know but if the, the organization. That's legal, though. All, there's a whole bunch of legalities that go along with the selling of that organization that I don't know if you would have been able to cover in HBO, in an HBO documentary. No, Chicago but you're still going to be able to see the change of but Chicago is, organization. Chicago is in an interesting situation because of this is a prove-it year for Justin Fields. They've done the same thing that they've went and got a bunch of – well, I don't know who they – I think they went and got some players, not a bunch of players. They went and got some players. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got old boy from uh, Carolina, DJ. DJ, DJ Moore. Moore, Chase Claypool they brought in last year. They got Cole Komet. But, uh, I don't, they got a running back, too. I just can't remember because they traded. But Chicago, to me, the Bears are not a big draw for a audience. Like a, yeah, like they're not a newspaper article. Nothing about them says headline. Like, okay, cool. But we, we're also, I think, all resigned to the fact that the Bears could just keep being the Bears and it wouldn't surprise anybody. Run the ball 40 times, still don't have a (laughs) boring offense and be mediocre. Like that wouldn't, I don't think that surprises anybody. Yeah. But, or we can listen to Throw Rogan be crazy. You know it. Jets, and it's New York. 
It's too yeah. much money. Yeah, moving on, man. Uh, Dak Prescott had 25 interceptions over the last two seasons, but he's predicting that this year will be different. He said he won't have 10 interceptions this year. I said you're right. You'll have 12 or more. I am going to DM Dak tomorrow and see if he will take my bet. I will post it on Instagram after I do it. Hey, big dog. I'm going to tell you all exactly what I'm going to say before I do it. Hey, big dog. You said you won't have 10. I'm taking the over on that, and I got 250 bucks. I'll post it after I do it. Please, like, Boy, you tripping. Uh, hey, listen. I got 250 and an appearance on the podcast. That's the answer. <laughs> I mean, sure. Be I mean, mad. Yeah. I want you to be I'm, mad no, online. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, that would be great. But, yeah, even him signing up for the bet is more than enough for me. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think that him – I don't think there's a chance in hell he he won't have 10 interceptions, which I don't know if people are reading this right. That means that Max, he can throw his nine interceptions, correct? <laughs> yeah. That's less than an interception a game. That's less than an interception – that's a half an interception a game, really. And the only time we saw that was the season that you didn't play. So, don't trust you. In the NFC, they're in the East? Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, I ain't even got to look at y'all's schedule. I ain't even got to look at y'all's schedule. You well, know what's you interesting know they gotta about play, They got to play Philly twice. <laughs> what you, what, what you, mean, uh, you know it's interesting and they got to play washington with that d-line that's that's not true too he's thrown eight interceptions in 2018 and he threw four interceptions in 2016 every other year he gonna hit that mark <laughs> oh well then he's ball. so he's due for it so i might take the under he's due <laughs> oh no 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 now, now i also want to know that 2020 was season was cut short so yeah. the last time he did it, and I think played the majority of the season, was 2018. So we'll see, man. 20, 2018, We yeah. all different. The Atlanta Falcons safety Jesse Bates is ranked as the sixth best safety in the league by NFL executives, coach, scouts, coaches, and players, which is wild because just last season, while he was on the Bengals, he was ranked as like the top two safety in the league. So as soon as he comes to the Falcons and – he drops immediately to number six. It's wild. I don't hate. I don't hate that. A little bit of that is going to be on. I mean, every year there, there's there's. It's like the cornerback. You can be the best cornerback in the NFL for about two seasons. After that, we've seen it happen with everybody. Jalen Ramsey, best cornerback in the NFL. Then he, you getting torched. Not that you're bad. But somebody going to try you. And they're going to be successful because they only got to be successful a couple times a game. Same thing. Now, what they yeah. can go out here and do is they can be him and A.J. Terrell and go out there and shut down the side of the field and prove that, no, we are the guys who we told you we are. To have the number 10 cornerback and the number 6 safety ain't bad. Ain't bad at all. Ain't bad. Do you know our team is the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> That's a problem we ain't never had, talking about ain't bad. This is good. AJ Terrell. And Jeff Okuda, it, let's be real. He was drafted high. Like, they're still, look at that. Sorry, it, as DK. DK had one touchdown this game, and everything else, he got cooked. We won that game, too. Um, DK is overrated. You run straight. <laughs> you run straight. 
so the Falcons, man, I I think our I, if our defensive line and our linebackers can be as good as everybody thinks they are going to be based on the defensive coordinator hire and the, the moves we've made, that pressure creates uh, lanes for cornerbacks and safeties to jump routes. If you can do that, and if you remember, the Saints intercepted a good amount of passes because of their defensive line, you might have something. You might have some. The linebackers are questionable. Linebackers are by far the most questionable group. Linebacker, linebackers on defense, wide receivers on offense. Questionable position groups. Sauce Gardner and Darrell Reeves clapped back at Asante Samuel to ignite a Twitter beef. I don't know. Well, I do know. So uh, Asante Samuel basically talking about Sauce Gardner says it's the NY media. That's why Sauce Gardner is being regarded as so good. It's the NY media. What did Revis do that was so special? I'll wait. It's documented. Want great cornerbacks? It's documented. Want great quarterbacks did in stats. Sauce Gardner says, this tweet literally says those were the cornerback rankings by players, executives, scouts, and coaches. Trying to figure out why you keep bringing up NY media. Yeah, Santori Samuels, just get, let, me, let me save you, bro. You better leave Sauce the hell alone. He is as good as advertised. He has not disappointed. He has gone out and give you everything that we, and I, I, out of all those players from Cincinnati, he is the only one that I respected. And I still said, hey, I need to see it for a season. We saw it. The sauce is real. It's authentic. Uh, you it's just homemade. said now, you just said you could be the best one day and be getting burnt the next day because people are going to try you. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think that he'll reign as the number one cornerback for the rest of his career. No. But Nobody I think does. that he'll, he'll, he'll flirt in that top one to maybe six, seven. Yeah, you're right. When you tell people that you're the number one wide receiver, I mean, number one uh, cornerback in a passing league with these guys, they're going to try you. Well, the thing about make them stop. The thing about Darrell Revis and why Santi Samuel came for Darrell Revis is Darrell Revis was like Revis Island for like five or six years. And Darrell Revis, and you said don't come for sauce. Well, Darrell Revis said just landed, and he brought up receipts. And he he brought up meetings where they said if it's Asante Samuel, double move him, and you're gonna get you're gonna go every time because that's what made Asante Samuel great was that he jumped routes and he had, he was Mister Pick yep. Six, but he also he got burned. <laughs> and then Asante responds and says, you know, you got beat more. Beat on double moves more than myself. And Roy Reeves was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> he was like, I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, what are you talking about? Which is true. And then, of course, the, now I will say DJ Reed jumps in and the Jets cornerbacks all jump in. And then, of course, Darius Slay says, why? I'm trying to say why all DBs are hating on each other. Um. Asante, you got you to you you chill out, big dog. Darrell Revis now, the thing about corners, and we talked about it before, the fall from grace is normally swift. It's almost like running backs when the knees go. Like Zeke was like 
the leading running back. You and heard then what he Richard Sherman said? <laughs> he said that boy told me he let me know I had to retire. <laughs> said Dang. he did a random comeback. But what I'm saying is like, there, I think a lot of people, especially I won't say as old as us, but people that remember Darrell Rivas at the tail end of his career, yeah, he got burnt. I mean, it was it was Randy Moss. It was it was a whole new generation. Of, but that five years when they was going to the AFC Championship game with that's what you uh, did. Mark Sanchez as the quarterback. And it was Curtis Martin on offense and Darrell Revis on defense. And Bart Scott, y'all gotta realize Darrell Revis was shutting down everybody. You guys, you guys, somebody off. Huh? Curtis Martin and Mark Sanchez not at the same time. Curtis Martin. No. No. Curtis Martin, Rex Ryan. Mark Sanchez. Am I off? Yeah, I think you're off a little bit. Just a little bit. Who was the running back? Thomas Jones? Curtis Martin. Yeah, yeah. Curtis Martin was done in 2005. Yeah, I don't think Mark Sanchez was. Mm, he was born in 1986. Let's see here. That's Mark Sanchez was born in 1986. 2009, so yeah. Then who was oh, Thomas Jones? I thought Thomas Jones was for the Bears. Don't give me the line. He played for the Jets. No, uh-uh. Yeah, I was about to say, Curtis Martin. It was Thomas Jones. It was what? Thomas Jones. He had 1,400 yards rushing. And Jericho Cotry oh, was the receiver. Jericho Cotry. Wow. <laughs> well, that's, that's some type of offense. But the Jets don't care about offense at all. The Jets like the Bears. and Bears not caring about like the Bears. offense is... Like it's offensive. Bears. It's like it's like, damn! I don't even try to put together no offense. Yeah, man. So I mean, that's what we really wanted to talk about. Future shot at Russ again. Future still. It'll hurt. be on the Slash Cast Thirty Six Pack. Please mm-hmm. remember, like, follow, and subscribe. Yeah, that song is on there. Oh, you t- you was just jamming. That's when we started. To- yeah, Russell Wilson Fire. called China. Chinese weather balloons got us. Uh, Taysom Hill says he wants to expand his role in the offense. Uh, you got to define his role first, but then they want to expand it after they define the role. <laughs> I'm not talking about Tamus. I'm not talking about Tamus. They said he was awful. How, how Tamus gets the conversation and Jameis is the better player. Now that is racist. Um, yeah, and <laughs> Philip Rivers finna have a kid. Yeah, and then we're going to end this on some sorrow. We're going to end this on some sorrow, too. I don't know why you even want to talk about this. I don't even want to talk about it. You know, Arthur Blank is real heavy on perception, right? He's one of the leaders. Did you move over? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Taysom talking about receptions really perturbed me. Nah, you can you can leave me. I'm good right where I'm at in life. So, <laughs> um, long story short, Randy Moss. When he was getting traded from the Vikings, or when he was in the contract negotiations, said he wanted to go to two places, if I'm not mistaken. It was the Falcons or the and Ravens. the Ravens. He wanted to go play with Ray Lewis and the Ravens, or he wanted to play with Michael Vick and the Falcons. Let me tell y'all something. Oh, well, let me finish the story. And then it turns out that 
Arthur Blank and Rich McKay called and said there is not a foreseeable way that you will be playing for the Falcons. Michael Vick and Randy Moss. I played Madden back then. That was one of the first trades you made every year when you went franchise mode. Michael Vick. Actually, that might have. That might have been Dreamcast, or that might have been NFL 2K. No, not when he went to right the Raiders. Around. That was Madden. You're right. You're right. You're right. I would oh. have I would have traded the whole team. We decided to roll Algie Crumpler, Peerless Price, and Michael Peerless. Jenkins <laughs> instead of getting Randy Moss. Could you nah, imagine nah. Randy Moss and Michael Vick on the same field? It's only one play to run. It's only one play. play it's two action. plays. Play action or run the ball. That's it. I don't need to do nothing else. I, man. I, I'm cheating. Because uh, <laughs> the poor quarterback is, is in one-on-one coverage because you can't double him because if you double him, then Vic is going to find that guy and he's going to run for 70 yards. And when you play Randy Moss one-on-one and Michael Vick has a cannon, he's going to say run straight. He's going to give you the old DK Metcalf. That's when we have Bernard Turner. And he's going to do do it. When that hand go up, I don't know no, if y'all ever seen it. In. When that hand go up, <laughs> touchdowns come down. He throw that hand up before he even get to you. He be looking at you yep. like, oh, you burned. And you know Mike. <laughs> Mike going to chuck it to Newport News. Hey, go get it, Randy. Um, yeah. But I just man. wanted but to now, end that on that. I can't believe. Yeah, now, that is a very problematic team, though. Randy Moss and Michael Vickers. That's a lot of problems, though, now. You could very, you could very well not have no team. <laughs> you spend all the money, and then what? We would have been devastated. Or we would have been legends. I would have been willing. Worth the dice roll. I mean, look, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing to show for it. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Stupid ass. I hate my men. Arthur Blank ladies every year. Ladies and gentlemen, Reggie is not going to. Reggie's not going to bring down my night as we close this wonderful 112th podcast down. We're not doing that. We support each other. We, we This podcast is built on love. For HBCUs, love for one another, having a good time, surrounded by fantastic beverages. And that will not change here. Um, Before we get out of here, what you got for us, Reg? Man, like, follow, subscribe, man. Check out uh, the interview with Justin Martin. Um, Go to www.splashcast.com as well as merch and store coming soon. Y'all stay tuned. Yes. Also, 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 um, another thing. As we grow the podcast family, because I feel like we all family here. Uh, last year, me and Reggie picked all of the conferences, uh, and we also chose the top four college football teams. Um, this year, uh, I think that I'm going to roll out the template a little bit early. And for all of you who want to participate, since everybody you know everybody knows football, we're going to see. And we ask you guys to lock in your picks with us this year. And then at the end of the year, we're going to look back and see who really was right, who was really wrong. Uh, but it's a fantastic way to get get a little bit of engagement from you guys and see who really knows football and see who's just, you know, hate on our takes. So look forward to that here on the horizon soon and very soon. 
Oh, Saturday morning live. Basket. We're picking NBA domestic versus international. Which team would win by picking 15 players? And I got a good nerve. And Norwood has international. Yes. And I have a good nerve to after I pick these players to run a simulation on 2K. I don't know if I'm going to do that yet, but I would like to see how that plays out. I'm very intrigued by that. Um, of course, Splashcast 36 pack will be out this week. Once again, like he said, go watch the deep dive with Justin Martin, man. That, that's still one of the favorite things that I've done since we've started this podcast journey. With that said, with that said, with that said, number one, number one, number one, more black baseball. And, of course, your favorite team's favorite team, Atlanta Braves, still scorching hot, baby. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. And then number three, the historical black college university that you went to, your cousin went to, your auntie went to, your uncle went to, the person that you was real cool with at church or vacation Bible school. Send some money over there to that to that school. Historical black college university in your neighborhood, the one that you go to for homecoming, step shows, just to be around your people. You are living there. You're going there. Send some money there. And then finally, the greatest learning institution in all the world, the Hampton University. Uh, we are having one of the largest freshman classes we've had in a very, very long time. Send some money over there to support. If you're going to your university for homecoming, go back to your dorm, meet the people staying in your dorm room now. Bless them with a couple bucks. You ain't got to go crazy. Give them $20, $30. They wasn't planning to get that for homecoming anyway. Just hit them with it real quick. One, two, three, and get them straight. I don't think we missed anything because we never do outside of that. Adios. Mi amigos, Arriva Dirty. Until we meet again, y'all have fun. Y'all be safe. Yeah. This is the Splashcast weekly schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's the Splashcast 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday. They can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and, of course, via Instagram at thesplashcast. Victory is sweet and I really love the smell of it. You can't knock the movie if you only caught the tail of it. You ain't even see it. You ain't see the grind, dog. You don't know the energy it took. This journey to this smile ain't as pretty as it looks. Don't play with me. Made a pretty penny off of books. Tooth got a crook. I ain't rich off of looks. You a witness in a nigga who did everything it took. 9.7, nigga, everything shook. Still indie, still major, still working. New crib, new money, same person. I just closed on compound. I'm not interested unless it's compound. I'm so invested, they thinking I'm comp now. Building staircases in my old stomp grounds. That's what it's about, right? I'm supposed to pull up in the rows. Pretend it's motivation when I overspend on clothes. Pretend it's motivation when I overindose. Pretend it's motivation when I lack self-control. Tell them why you really fucked them hoes. Tell them how you really feel small in your soul. Tell them how you lost and can't find your way home. That's why you can't do shit but keep writing the same song. I feel it. It's gonna take a whole lot to heal it. When you see